Welcome to the OSG Connections podcast, the place to hear from people who make OSG better together. I'm your host, Jim Carr. This episode is part of a series inspired by Women's History Month, but relevant year-round. We're bringing you conversations with a diverse set of women working across OSG, talking about challenges and advice and opportunities. Today, you'll get to hear from Tiffany Bowles, Taryn Gwinner, and Sheila Lamaster. Here's our conversation. It is a pleasure to welcome another great group of OSG colleagues into this short series, which has been inspired by Women's History Month, and yet uh, it has applicability and encouragement, I think, all throughout the year. So Taryn, Sheila, and Tiffany, thank you again uh, for joining us here. We'd like to go around and begin first by having you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your role at OSG, how you came to be part of OSG. And then we we have a number of, of things that We'd love to get your comments and your stories and encouragement on as well. Taryn, may we begin with you in what you're doing at OSG and how you came to be part of OSG? Sure. So I'm Taryn Gwinner. I am the Director of Demand Generation and Lead Generation, part of the corporate marketing team at OSG. I've been with the company for about a year and a half. And I came to OSG because they were really looking to create a demand generation program, which had never existed before. So I was really excited by the prospect of coming in and building out a program from scratch. It allowed me to really put my stamp on what we're doing here and build out something that has never existed before. And what was your path to to get here? Were you in a similar role somewhere else? I have been in the lead generation, demand generation space in a handful of my prior roles. So I have a lot of experience in that particular area of marketing. And this was really the first time that I would be able to come and build something completely from the ground up. Whereas a lot of places, a lot of the infrastructure, the technology is in place already, and I'm coming in and and working with what's there. But here, nothing was in place. So I had a lot of say and decision-making power about what we were putting in, what we were doing and setting up. And so that was a really exciting opportunity for me. Terrific. I'm sure we'll follow up on that a bit as you're building out actually the capability. Sheila, let's go next to you. If you could tell us a bit about your role at OSG and how it came to be. Sure. Thanks. So I'm Sheila Lamaster. I'm the Vice President of Strategic Accounts in the Client Care Division. I'm part of the operations team. And I came as part of the acquisition of NCP Solutions. The team that I oversee is responsible for leading the client care for all the clients that are top tier and servicing their day-to-day needs. So that's the team that I'm responsible for enterprise-wide. Terrific. And Tiffany, how about you? If you could tell us a bit about your role and how you came to be part of OSG as well. My name is Tiffany Bowles, and I'm a senior technical support specialist. I was actually going to school for IT help desk and support services, and I applied at OSG, and it's in my first IT job where you know you help users running into problems with you know laptops, needing software, you know. But that's kind of how I, I came to be at OSG because I applied, and you know, they accepted my application. 
education. Tiffany, that's wonderful. We have in this series a number of areas of both identifying challenges and opportunities, and especially what the path at OSG might look like for women who are trying to expand their opportunities as well. And Sheila, you mentioned a moment ago, you're dealing with some of the top tier accounts, you and your team at OSG. And I'm curious in terms of the composition of your team and your experience at OSG, to what degree it's been more male dominated or or balanced. And then on the client side of of what that's looked like and the, the people that you're dealing with, how has that been like for a female manager executive and how have you navigated that? So for me, I mean, just being in a male-dominated industry, that's been the case for me for probably close to 20 years, so it's not foreign. But in general, when it comes to dealing with our top-tier clients, they're they're very complex, they can be very demanding, and really, to me, it's all about trying to handle that in a calm, you know, being calm in every situation. We are in a very high pressure. It can be stressful at times, and clients are looking for immediate answers. However, just how you go about just listening trying to understand the need and looking to find a solution for them, or at least being able to respond to them in a manner where you may not have the answer right now, but just letting them know and managing the expectation that I can provide that response, whether it be later or provide an update for you in a few hours. They tend to appreciate just that level of response rather than just going silent. So for me, just dealing with those types of clients, it's all about how you respond and just keeping them updated because their needs are are continuous um, and you just have to be able to to provide the information that they need in a timely manner, you know, something that's reasonable or how you would expect it if it was for you. So thank you. Tara, it's interesting on when you talk about demand generation, lead generation, it's that intersection of marketing and sales and and a lot of other pieces. What is that like? in terms of the, the composition of it, male, female, and, and, and the dynamics involved there? Has it been different? You know, I think that I've had the experience to work with both male and female leaders in that space. I think what it really is, it's, it comes down to is more just about having that level of expertise. And I chose this particular path because I really love math, but I'm also very creative. So I think those two things together was the reason that I chose to go down this particular path of marketing. And I think that that has all sorts of different types of personalities and leaders that I've come across in my career. So I wouldn't necessarily say that I worked in more of a male-dominated space. It's really just been about who has the right expertise and who has that level of support that's going to help bring up their employees and help them learn. And thankfully, I've had some really great leaders in my career. Math skills and a love of, of creativity. That's a that's a nice Venn diagram that, <laughs> that I'm sure it's serving you well right now, Taryn. Tiffany, in your experience, how is that in terms of the people with whom you work and the, and the client interactions that you have as well? So, you know, in IT, you see challenges every day. But if you see challenges as an opportunity, then you're like given so many, I guess, new ways of learning, you know, learning new things with the new challenges that you face. But when facing challenges, you really have to assess the situation and apply the resources you have 
And um, like Terrence said, you know, you may have to go to other people in order to get more information to solve that problem. But at the end of the day, as long as you can come to a resolution, <laughs> that's really all that matters. And Tiffany, if I may follow up on that just a little bit, because one of the areas we really want to explore in this series is the network of support, individual support, team support, and uh, that as is exists at OSG. And that can take different forms. There can be the more formal parts, and then could be just the informal relationships as well. You mentioned you're always trying to work on things for clients. They can be complicated, I'm sure. What does the support network look like for you? How, how have you found that to be at OSG? Well, mainly we support internal people under OSG, but I know there has been instances where clients call us with issues. I know here recently there was a client, you know, that couldn't send us jobs. They were called Black Knight and they're under the NCP business unit. So what happened was their certificate, you know, had expired and we had to, you know, go through that process of getting a new one and and getting it applied so that they could send us jobs. Interesting. It Sheila, I'll come back to you on this issue. You're at a more senior position. You have a team who probably look to you for support. And you, like anyone else, you, you need support as well. Can you talk a little bit about that dynamic and uh, what you found that to be, maybe even what you're helping to create at OSG? Yeah, so for our side, and, and for me, you know, reaching out to my peers to get the support that the team needs is where kind of I come in. So they're they're initially going to their either support group, whether it's tech, whether it's client success, sales, whichever side, they're reaching out. And if then if they need additional support, I'm always here to help. I, you know, what else can I do? For me, it's all what what else can I do to help you? So and then if there's additional escalation needed, that's where I'll come in and also reach out to my my peer, you know, from a leadership perspective, explain the situation and ask them for the support or guidance of who would be the best individual who I can reach out to help with those client needs. So I will say that just across the entire network, there's plenty of support. It's about just reaching somebody that can either help you or guide you to that individual that can help you. Taryn, from your perspective, as you're, you're helping to create some new things, as you go along, as you mentioned earlier, you have the, the opportunity to, to work on some things that maybe haven't existed in a complete form. How has that process been for you? And what have been the areas of support that you're finding in OSG? So I'm the only person in the team that has my particular expertise. So I don't necessarily have someone who is like a counterpart that I can bounce a lot of ideas off of. So I think the support that I get is really in sharing my ideas and seeing if we think that it might work for the organization. I work cross-functionally with teams outside of marketing. I work pretty closely with our sales operations team. So it's a lot of collaboration with different parts of the business that help me arrive at the right decisions. So support comes in all sort of shapes and, and fashion. It's not necessarily a colleague or my boss. It could really be anyone in the business that has done maybe one particular component. If it's a new piece of technology, or if we're talking more about a different vendor who's had any sort of experience with that, 
I feel like I have a lot of different people that I can go to. So it's been really helpful for me to help build something from scratch because there's a lot of people that come with different niche experiences across the business. One of the things that we heard at the last town hall and have heard uh, really across uh, from OSG is coming out of what's been a really challenging period. People have been working really hard and changes in the OSG business and clients business. Is that about, can we get to a work-life balance that makes sense for people? And oftentimes for women, work-life balance can take some really different flavor in terms of what, what does the life part mean and how all that connects. Tiffany, let's begin with you. If you could talk a bit about for you, what this notion of work-life balance really means and how's that developing? And, and do you find that you have some supported OSG to be able to help make that happen? Yeah. So work-life balance for the most part is okay with me. (laughs) So I know sometimes we may get, you know, calls if something really important goes down, you know, like production wise, but for the most part, work-life balance works well for me right now. I know I don't have children, so it may be a little harder in in that situation, but work-life balance at OSG is pretty good for right now. Terrific. I'm going to go, uh, I want Taryn and and Sheila to address this as well. Those of you listening in right now, because we don't do video on the OSG Connections podcast and we're thinking about work from home, we literally had the instance of the cat coming (laughs) across the keyboard when one of us here handled splendidly well, Taryn, with the mute button and everything. So just in in general, work-life balance means lots of different things to different people and at different stages of life as well. How does that play out for you? Yeah, well, aside from the cat, (laughs) I also have a a 10-month-old son. So I just in general am balancing having a young child working from home remotely and balancing my workload. So there's a lot just that I juggle on a day-to-day basis. And I think what's really wonderful about OSG is I build my my schedule the way that I need it to be. No one is requiring that I'm sitting in front of my laptop from A to, to Z time of day. I make it work for me and I'm always making sure that My priorities are in order, but I get my work done. And I think that that is really the climate that we live in right now. If COVID hasn't taught us anything, it's that people need flexibility in their lives. And I'm really thankful that I'm working somewhere that can really provide that for me. And that would have to be a bit of a challenge since you're saying you're the one person on your team that has that actual mix of expertise, a mix of skills. So the ability to to have some flexibility there and not unusual onerous demands would have to be a bit of a relief for you. So, And the cat is coming back into the webcam now for a moment. So let's kick it back over to Sheila. And again, you're in a role where you're helping lead and, and model for a team. So what does this mean uh, both you working with your team, but from your own career and your own life, Sheila, in terms of that balance and how that's changing over time. Yeah. So the work-life balance for me over the past two years has changed quite a bit. I I think prior to COVID, I'm not sure I juggled it well. I think it was a bit of a challenge. Since COVID, I definitely have taken a different look at the way I do things, how I handle my day. Like Taryn said earlier, it's like there's nobody watching to make sure you're you're on online from eight to five, whatever the case is, right? But it's all about balancing what's important 
for you to get what you need to get done, not only just personally, but also professionally. So I have two little girls, five and, and 11. They keep me very busy. And then since being remote, where before we were actually in the office most of the time, it certainly has been a change that I've adjusted to. So I think it's important that we're taking time for ourselves and doing something for you. You know, I chuckle with my team all the time. They know I was never a morning person prior to COVID. But now, since then, what I've done is I'd get up in the morning now and I'm up at 5.15 and I go and exercise. And that was something that for me wasn't part of the plan prior to that. But it was something that now I needed to make a change with how I was now adjusting to working. And that actually really allowed me to kind of just set the stage for the day. So along with that, I would encourage my own team to make sure they were getting out and doing something for themselves, whether it was a walk for 30 minutes, get outside, get some air, come back, and you kind of just are either re-energized or at least just kind of have that clarity that you need to continue to do the work that needs to get done. And shutting off, I mean, I think it's important that the team as well, not only just us, but the team also is taking the time necessary to, to shut off. I know I personally struggled with that, felt like I needed to be on all the time, but I've been able to make some adjustments and you know, make a list of what's important. I schedule my, my children's activities if I need to be somewhere. I also make sure that's included in my calendar, recognizing that you know there are going to be some events that I won't always be able to attend, but definitely do prioritize the ones that I need to be at while juggling work. So it's a change for sure. It's been good now. <laughs> sure. It sounds like you have to have to both be able to, to set boundaries and expectations for yourself, but also honor those from others. And and sounds again, like you're, you're modeling the kinds of things that you would like your team members to be able to do as well. Yeah, definitely. Tiffany, and for everyone, this is a, a great opportunity for you to offer some guidance and encouragement and also thanks. So to the degree that you have advice for your colleagues, for anyone, especially your female colleagues in terms of their areas of support that they should take advantage of at OSG, again, formal or informal. And if there are any people that you think have been particularly helpful or a, a great resource for others as well. Now, Tiffany, let's begin with you. Do you have any advice or encouragement or just words of wisdom that you can share with especially your female colleagues across OSG? For the most part, with any situation or challenge that you run into, just staying positive and assessing the situation to the best of your capabilities and applying all the resources that you have in order to solve for that issue. But staying positive is, you know, one of the best things that you can do in any situation. Some of the people I would like to uh, say thanks to is Pat Lindsay, Jessica Barker, and, you know, everybody on the on the NOC Network Operations Center for all their, you know, help when solving some of these issues. Tiffany, thank you for that. Uh, Taryn, let's come back to you in a similar question. If you have advice, encouragement about the resources that you believe your colleagues ought to be taking advantage of and any words of, of thanks or acknowledgement for those who are, have been helping along the way. You know, I would say learning how to thrive in ambiguity is probably a really important thing, something that I've learned here where, you know, even within the business itself, we're, we're building a whole new category. I'm building something that's never existed before. There's a lot of unanswered questions 
And the best thing you can do is just take the reins and take it as a learning opportunity to try new things. I have some new team members that just joined my team and I want them to try to feel comfortable with uncomfortability and not let that scare them because it should be looked at as more of an opportunity than a challenge. Um, And I think that that's really how you get ahead, how you grow as a person, how you grow professionally. I mean, there's so many people that I can thank along the way. I don't even really need to name names, but there's been just so many instrumental people along the way that have helped me sort of embrace this uncomfortability, which can be a tough place to be. But once you realize that, you know, not all the answers are are figured out, it can just be a really interesting opportunity to to learn new things. And before we kick over to Sheila, I'm interested, Terrence, so when you talk about ambiguity or discomfort, which happens a lot when things are changing, what are the strategies that seem to work? Are you, do you call for help with other people that say may have dealt with something similar? You're trying to allow people a little freedom to say, hey, we might not get this exactly right the first time, um, but that's okay as well. How is it the best ways as a practical matter to, to deal with that, do you find? So for me, you know, I love to ask a lot of questions. I really want to get down to the root of things and really break things down into their individual components, not try to just solve that big behemoth end goal task all at once, because that's how you get bogged down and, and you can't really see the vision. So just tackling little pieces at a time and feeling like you're getting those quick wins over time do build up into something really big and important. And so I think that that's a great strategy is just to uh, break things down, ask a lot of questions. And then at some point you realize you're three quarters of the way through and you've done something you've never done before. And you look back and you can feel pretty proud of what you've been able to accomplish. Wonderful. Sheila, you as well. So from your standpoint, what are the things that if you had some advice here through the podcast to your colleagues about resources and people they can draw upon and any any shout outs that you'd like to make? Yeah, I think for me, the advice that I would give is that OSG has a ton of opportunities. And just because we've done certain things a certain way, uh, it's some of the divisions, it doesn't mean that that's how it needs to continue to be done. I always encourage team members, even new hires that as they're training and learning, if there's a different or a better way to do what they're doing, to share it. I think we could all learn from each other. I always encourage the team to to reach out. They're not on an island by themselves. There's plenty of people in the company to support them. It's about just being comfortable with reaching out and know that you're not alone. So I truly do encourage that. I think for me, someone that stands out in my mind is Dawn Mellis. I reported to her for a period of time. She was someone that I could reach out to as we looked at things enterprise-wide and I came across a challenge. I could reach out to her and she could say, well, have you thought about this or let me help you with this? And she was always very welcoming and and offering to help. Also very encouraging to stress the work-life balance as well, making sure that I took time to shut off. So I really do appreciate her being one also like a mentor, you know, she was at a senior level and I really appreciated her feedback and her encouragement as well as just helping me as kind of you navigate things enterprise-wide, not just your own division where you were acquired from. 
wonderful connections along the way. For This has been a great conversation. I always want to encourage everyone to make sure that your colleagues know about the OSG Connections podcast, because it's a great way to acknowledge one another and get good ideas and encouragement, just like we have today. Our time is closing, but I'd like to say a, a thank you, Tiffany. Thank you to, to Taryn and thank you to Sheila for all of you coming in and, and sharing your perspectives and, uh, and your encouragement across OSG and even outside the boundaries of OSG. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. This podcast is designed to serve you and everyone across OSG. We want to hear what you think about this episode and the podcast overall. What would you like to hear in the future? Which topics are most interesting to you? Which people would you like to hear from? Who has a story worth sharing? For any of those reasons, send your email to podcast at osgconnect.com. If you haven't done so already, then please push the button that says subscribe or follow. That means each new episode will be automatically downloaded into your podcast player. So you won't even have to think about it and you can listen on your schedule. Thanks for joining us, for spreading the word and making connections.